Howdy folks, welcome to our podcast, Life in the Saddle. This is Ben Longwell with True West Horsemanship. We're glad you're here. Join us as we share stories and adventures and interview extraordinary men and women in the equine and ranching industries to gain insight into horsemanship and life itself. It is our mission to help people and their horses better understand one another and achieve together that which they cannot do individually. Thanks for riding along with us. Welcome to the podcast today. Thanks for tuning in. I hope you're having a great day, getting good time with your horses, and continuing to learn and advance your skills and abilities for your horse and your situation. I got this question the other day, and it's it's a really common question, actually. I hear it all the time, different riders, different disciplines, all sorts of different situations, and that is, how do I get my horse to stand still when I want to mount? If we find ourselves asking this question, I think we need to realize that it's not really the correct question to ask. Some, some other questions would be, why isn't he standing still to be mounted? Is he scared? Does he not understand? Is it just a habit from us not helping him understand anything different? Is he sore? Does the saddle fit? And finally, does my approach fit the horse so that he is growing in true acceptance and understanding so that he can be a willing partner? The answer to the question as to what to do in the moment when he's not standing to be mounted, that the answer to that has much to do with what his motivations are for his behavior. Fear requires a different approach than practiced evasion, but the principles are the same. Make the right thing easy and the wrong thing difficult. Build confidence and willingness by rewarding the slightest try and take the time it takes. In some ways, Mounting is similar to trailer loading. It's like it's a continuation of our conversation started in and through our basic groundwork. And as such, these things are a test of the thoroughness of that communication. So in a nutshell, if we're not asking that horse to move, then he shouldn't be. But if he's moving then we may need to work with that because that is where his mind is. We have to recognize this. He's moving. That's where his mind is. That may be where we need to start. We do want him to stand still, so we must help him to think about standing still. Where the mind of the horse goes, the horse goes. I say that all the time. This is so foundational to effectively communicating anything to our horses. It is often useful to work on this from a mounting block or a tree stump, a fence rail or a rock or something. This not only gives us a place to mount from, whether it's necessary or not, but also helps us gauge their acceptance of certain riding elements, like having us above their eye level or behind or above them in a position that can make them feel vulnerable. These are all things that may bother 
horses, especially young horses or green horses, something that you want to be aware of and, and check out, make sure that they're accepting of. It's helpful, too, in giving us a point of reference. The mounting block gives us that point of reference for exactly where we want them to park up. In other words, we don't just want them to stand still, but to actually park up at a place. There is a destination, somewhere you want them to actually be. This is important because as you begin to work with their movement, because that's what they're offering you, you'll be using some amount of pressure, not necessarily physical pressure, to send them around and back and forth, changing directions, maybe trotting, etc. But the place of release and rest, the location, is in nearing that place where you want them to park. As they begin to position themselves to stand there, as they begin to approach that place, you'll let them find release. Maybe they can't stand for very long, but it's important that they gain a sense of relief if they make a change. In other words, it's important that we recognize and reward that change. It's like that game we used to play when we were kids, hotter and colder, where you get someone to find something by telling them if they're getting hotter when they're getting closer to it or colder when they're moving further away. You set it up just the same with your horse, with, with the idea of pressure and release. Letting the horse know when they're getting warmer by letting off any pressure. Maybe they'll stand, maybe they won't. It's their choice. If they move off again, they're getting colder. The pressure comes back on. It's just that simple. It's just that easy of a concept. It, it's tricky to apply at times. The timing is really important. But in principle, it's just that simple. It's cause and effect. Maybe your groundwork needs to take on a sense of intensity there to help them recognize the contrast between what's right and what's wrong. Intense, you know, moving them around, changing directions with the combination turn, hindquarters and forequarters, uh, then trotting them off. So there is that contrast when you ease off and they're, and they're coming into that place where you want them to find that release and you, that's where you want them to park. You're asking them to find that place alongside the rail and, or the mounting block, and you've, you're easing off the pressure. Again, this may depend on their motivation. In general, a timid horse that's scared of what's going on, bothered by you being up there above their eye level or whatever, they don't need the extra intensity. There will already be contrast, and that's key. It's good that there is, but you don't have to add to it with more intensity. We need to be constantly thinking, Right thing, easy. Wrong thing, hard. This is also called setting them up and letting them find it. Or, like I said before, getting him to think about doing what we'd like him to. Oftentimes we find ourselves working on this when we probably had plans that had more to do with writing. Perhaps we've glossed over this issue for a long time, just kind of ignored it and hoped it would go away or managed to get around it. And all those things are very common. It's a classic human trait to be more focused on getting a task done and not always paying attention to the state of the horse's mind and emotions. But the reality is, is if he's not okay to mount, for whatever reason, there could be other things that stem from that 
lack of okayness mentally or emotionally or physically that could then lead to other things, other problems or issues or reactions, places where he's not with you mentally or he's not okay feeling right about it uh, emotionally or whatever it is. And you'll find that you could connect the dots. One thing leads to another because we didn't get him right in the first place. So sometimes we find ourselves working on this when we kind of had other plans or we're kind of in a hurry or maybe somebody's waiting on us. You know, you're, you're meant to be headed out and somebody is, you know, already mounted and, and is waiting on you. But ideally, it's something we already know needs addressed. And I think ideally we should take the time to work on it without any other agenda. At any rate, working with horses successfully requires flexibility. And it's best to be able to take the time it takes in the moment. As you get him to start to willingly park up near the rail or mounting block, don't get in a hurry to get straight on. Again, you're not in a, you know, you're not in a hurry. Your agenda needs to be flexible. You may not get on at all. Remember, you got nowhere to go and all day to get there. If he's been kind of worried about the process, it may take a few minutes of him just standing there and you petting on him, or not, some horses don't really like to be touched, for him to kind of let down and process the release, for him to understand he's found the right place. That can be the best thing at that point where you didn't even get on. He may not be ready for that. If he's one of the nervous ones not, that's not really accepting of the elements of riding, Things like us being above him and on both sides at the same time while moving and affecting his balance. There's a lot of things that goes into that and any one of those things or a combination thereof can bother a young horse. I talk about this quite a bit in my colt starting series in my online video library. Remember, the goal in most of these situations is to help the horse change his mind about the process so that it truly gets better and stays better. He gets easier to mount because he knows how to think, stand still, and is okay with being mounted, and he's okay with what he knows will follow after he's mounted. The idea in that moment is truly that you're not asking him to move, so he's not moving, and he's okay with that. Now, if you're listening to this and you're thinking, I need to up my game with groundwork, so as to be effective in situations like this, you're not alone. Groundwork is not just for cult starting or problem solving or sometimes for those folks who just prefer not to ride or maybe are avoiding riding. It's truly multifaceted. It's a dynamic conversation. It's our practice of communication, of, of mental connection right down to the feet that can help transform your equine partnership. It's, it's one of those things, of course it can be overdone. You know, if, if us humans can do anything, it's find out ways to overdo good things. But many times just a little bit of groundwork can improve the situation, can clear the, the communication 
can get our horses back to us and give us tools not only to be effective but also to stay safe in the situation that we find ourselves in. If you're looking for clear, thorough instruction on groundwork and much, much, much more, make sure you check out our online video library at truewesthorsemanship.com. Hey, I hope you found that helpful. Hopefully it gave you something to think about. Keep up the good work. We'll catch you down the road. Well, that's all from us today. Thank you for listening to Life in the Saddle podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, please share and leave a five-star rating or review. Remember, you can find us on social media or our website, truewesthorsemanship.com.